Hello and welcome along to Christchurch Escapes podcast, Locked In With. My name's Ash, and in each one of these episodes, we're talking to people and digging around at how they're coping locked inside their houses. So we're going to dig around and hopefully drag out some tips, some wisdoms, but probably more important than that, uh, search around about how their faith is working out as they're locked in. Today, I am locked in with Ian Goodson. Welcome, Ian. Thanks for doing this. Nice to meet you. I'm going to just fire straight in. Could you give us, just so people can get to know you, five words that might help us um, describe who you are? Um, uh, Okay, this is off the top of my head. Five words. All right. Uh, Southern. (laughs) Right, okay. Southern. Go. So apologies for that. Um, I mean, I'm not, can't use the word fat, can you? And 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 I'm not. But I've got a bit of a belly, so rotund. Yeah, mm. that's the that's the. I think that's one of the gentler ways to describe. Yeah, size. It's almost exactly. complimentary, isn't it? Rotund. Mm. It's not. No. It, I think it is rotund. Anyway, you're of an age with me, though. I think that's just. I'm wondering how hard to fight this. I'm wondering if I'd be more comfortable just accepting it. No, but it's dangerous, know. though, isn't it? They say it's dangerous. High risk of heart disease. I, I see that, but I also see contentment. Do you know what I mean? I see somebody who's comfortable. Sometimes people walk past me. I think he's comfortable with himself, and and that that's inspirational in a way. But yeah, yeah he, he's maybe. comfortable in his own skin, sort of thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So there's yeah. something to be said for rotund. And you ha- you have just had a fried egg sandwich. You said that didn't you before we came on? So yeah, two two fried egg sandwiches. Two. And I'm more rotund now than I was this morning on on the back of that. That'll be the quavers. <laughs> yes. Anyway, southern and, and southern yeah. and rotund. Uh, or either, um, married. Married, yeah. Uh, to Lydia. Uh, what? Uh, what's one word to, to say I'm a dad? I, I am... Parental. Pa- yeah, parental. I am... Southern, am rotund. I have four children. I'm married to Married Lydia. and a parent. You've got one more word left to encapsulate. Rescued. Your- rescued. Oh. Yeah, rescued. And they're there, yeah. So, like, rescued from your rotundness and your <laughs> parental errors and your southernness. They're great words, Ian. Thank you so much. Uh, so rescued, I, I, we've been doing the book of – we just started the book of Galatians, and rescued is a great word to describe a Christian. So Paul says that, uh, that Christians have been rescued from the present evil age. Now we, we forget that, don't we? We forget that it's a rescue and where the people dragged out the sea. Yeah, that's, well, that's a what Christianity lovely... is, isn't it? For, it, is, it that is, that is fundamentally what, what – what the model what it is it is a rescue yeah that's what's going on we are the saved that get to get pulled out of the boat when i think about that illustration I'm, i always think are we still being pulled out or are we sat in the boat do you know what i mean that, that's when i think about being rescued i think mm. i think it's helpful to think no i'm still being saved i am saved because he's got hold of my hand but at yeah. the same time i'm still i'm still gonna i'm not gonna lose my grip well so we, we will be saved won't we we have been saved and yeah, we were saved in eternity, extraordinarily, yeah. and we, yeah. there will be a day of salvation where we will, his people will 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 um, will pass through judgment. Yeah, but we're rescued. Praise God. So I know in a little bit. I know that he's a pastor. I know that he's a saint, a saints fan. Um, that's not <laughs> that he's a fan of saints, although he might be because he's a pastor. But he's a he. He's a Southampton fan, and mm. I know he hails from, or at least lived there for a little while. I've not pursued this, the Isle of Wight, mm. and all that 
even though I'm from Wakey myself, mm. all that leads me to say, how has this happened? How have you, how did you get here to Wakey? That's a good question because I've just, I've obviously misread the question because you've sent me the questions beforehand, Ash, and it said in one sentence, how did you get, how did you come to be where you are right now? And I was just thinking, like, I'm just going to say, I walked up the stairs, I was in the kitchen. Well, it's an open-ended, you throw, it, you throw me there. it does. You know, you, you, that's that is fair enough. You, mm. I think the answer can be that specific. It could be, you married someone from round here, then you stayed, and then you bought this house. Or it could be as grand as, um, from early on in life, God spirited you um, to, to speak to the lost people of Yorkshire. It, you know, it could be, and maybe it's all of those things. But, so, but I've got to, do, I've got to, I've got to do this in one sentence. So, how in one sentence did I get to be? Where you are where, right now. Where I am right now, and you don't mean why I'm, you know, in in the study, which is like the you know the spare bedroom. It you can mean, be. I've just done some homeschooling with my youngest, and she asked me what a complex sentence was this morning, and I give her a a very wrong answer <laughs> about what that was. But then I googled it, or I asked Alexa, and now I know what it is. So it's just it's not really that complex. It's just a bit longer. It's what most of my sentences are like. So you can have a complex sentence. To, to describe how you came to be where you are right now. Okay. Um, I grew up on the Isle of Wight um, and I, in the grace of God, became a Christian on the Isle of Wight, decided that I would like to try out university, but I didn't have, um, I didn't, let's say I didn't work particularly hard at school. Um and so I didn't have much to play with, but I managed to get into Sheffield University to study biblical studies. And I think I got in on the strength of the fact that I um, I told them that I read the Bible, probably. I think they've got and a quarter for people from the Isle of Wight. Yes. They get, yeah. Um, yeah. So I, anyway, there we go, Sheffield. And I'm, uh, cut long story short, met a girl there um, who was from Murfield, but grew up in the church, a church in Dewsbury. Um, and um, we, we, we were a bit odd. So we got married at university. And then after, when we got to the end of um, our degree course, that's sort of 2006, going back into the images of past now, um, it seems. Yeah. Um, the church in Dewsbury, the, the elders of the church in Dewsbury said, like, what are you doing um, after you finish your degrees? We haven't got many young people about, would you be up for coming back and sort of just getting jobs in the local area and get involved in the church? And we thought, yes, that would be a good way to serve God because um, towns like Dewsbury, they lose all the young people and the churches use, lose their young people. And so we thought, well, that's something we could do. And the Lord um, could be calling us too. And Lydia um, had a heart for her, her hometown and they moved up this way and then realised quickly that Wakefield um, had had some churches, but there was nothing that was um, hmm. the sort of church that we were we, we were in. And so we um, thought, well, let's give it a bash when we were, I, I was 30 and I thought, well, time to grow up now. Jesus, um, started his public ministry when he was 30. I thought maybe I ought to grow up and um, give, give something a go. So we gave church planting a go in Wakefield. That's not a sentence. That, that is, is uh, that is a, a the most complex sentence I've ever heard, but really helpful. 
Um, so I think we've got a bit of a sense of where you are, uh, where you come from. I want you to imagine, Ian, if you can, and this is hard to imagine, a world mm -hmm. where out of the blue, um, a disease appears that it's so mm -hmm. contagious, it spreads mm -hmm. so quickly, and it has such a great impact that everybody's got to stay at home for months. It seems unlikely. It's, that sounds incredible. I can't imagine what that would be like. It, it, well, it's horrific. It must be horrific. Anyway, in this imaginary world, well, in this real world, let's be honest, this is the, this is the struggle that we are in. Who are you locked in with? Who's around? In well, I will house? be locked in with, it would be with my wife and four children. So it's is a busy house. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah. Who's, oh, okay. who you spent the last 12 months with really? Not who would I pick to be in lockdown with, but who, who, so, cause this is, we've, yeah. You, well, that, that is coming up. You can have one person to enter your bubble. At oh, okay. Anyone. Then then. Right. Yeah. So but don't... for now, no, I'm, I'm, I'm locked down with Lydia. Um, yeah. And my four children who are 11 and oh, seven and five. And whatever we said, Martha was earlier, 20 months. Well done. Yeah. I find kids' birthdays tricky. Mm -hmm. um, and you've yeah, got four, four so. Yeah. Well done. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. For it is. Yeah. So, um, Amazon have done very well recently. Yeah. Um, they seem to be in the right place at the right time, shall we say? They can bring you um, one more delivery. Just you've got one more thing you can have from Amazon, knowing that mm. you might be in lockdown forever. You know, and I can't rule that out right now. What would what would your delivery be? Is, is this like you know Desert Island Dish? You're not allowed to take what is it? The Bible and the works of Shakespeare. Is this? Is there other things that you can't pick? Um, for the yes, you're the first person to ask that. I should probably have thought this. Yeah, you can't. You can have the work. You can. Yeah, I'm not going to refuse you the works of Shakespeare if you want to make that your choice. But I'm going to assume you've already got a Bible. Yes. Okay. So you got mm -hmm. one other thing apart from the Bible. Or if you want to order another Bible, you can. <laughs> <laughs> the um the, the pressure's on here isn't it this is um it feels like it ought to be a profound answer something that kind of shows people the depth of my character um yeah so i mean like what about an air fryer would that be <laughs> i don't even know what that is what's an air fryer well an air fryer is something that it, apparently it gives you i've not tried one before but apparently they're all like everyone talks about them on on facebook so it's like you get chips and they taste like they've been deep fat fried, but you only have to use a little bit of oil. Oh, so it's it's like having your cake and eating it almost. <laughs> that is a that's a great shout. That is a, that's a really great well, shout. I, I, yeah, I can't think of anything. I'm wondering how long that would the novelty of that would last. I think well, we like, the question is forever. I think it's like the bread maker, isn't it? The bread makers are gathering dust. The toasty makers are gathering dust. Um, oh, I don't know. It might perk you up for a month or two. And, I mean, and let's face it, that's that's quite nice. I might have said I might have said um, some clippers, hair clippers, but we managed to get some in the end. Um, yeah, that's or, a good shout. Or another AeroPress in case the other ones, or maybe at least a seal in case a seal. That would be really bad. To not have one right now, you. Now you're abusing the premise okay. of the interview by just saying <laughs> saying saying random things that you could quite that you could fancy having right now. Okay, but mm. that's fine. Um, has there been a song? Has there been anything that you've listened to that you would look back and go, "Oh, that was the song that got me through lockdown," or that just happened to be on my playlist 
the most or anything like that? Are you are you a music fan? Are you a podcast listener? Well, I'm a podcast listener, yeah. But in terms of song, mu- music, songs, um, there isn't one particular song. I mean, come on, Ash. Yeah. You, you wouldn't, like, for how long has how this pandemic been going? Like 10 months? You wouldn't just want to listen to one song continually through. That would be, that well, would that has... make it worse, wouldn't it? So we have in our house, um, Jude, my wife Jude has um, Spotify, yeah. I don't know, Unlimited, so she can go for a run and listen to as many songs as she wants. And I've got the free one where I basically get two songs and then about 10 adverts yeah. all the while. So my you know, my songs are down at about 15 or 20, <laughs> 15 or 20 anyway. Um, yeah, I just, I just wondered if there was... Um, a significant something something significant that had just been a bit of a you know a, a boost like a hymn you'd sung at church or anything well, like again, that. Well, again, it should be something spiritual. It should be something spiritual. It should be something meaningful, shouldn't it? Um, but if uh, it's not, it's not. You know, it's we can't. not really musically. I am stuck in the nineties. Uh, yeah. I'm. I, I. I have been listening to a bit of David Bowie lately, like Life on Mars. But, right, that's yeah. a good. That's a very cool answer. Anyway, I feel like he's one of these characters that is seems to be eternally cool. I don't know if you heard what he said about the impact of the internet. Some of that's come about recently. But oh yeah, 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 incredibly that's insightful yeah. Um, yeah. guy. But yeah, okay, that's a that's a good shout. Next question: You can have anybody alive for this question. Who would you yeah. let into your bubble? Anybody alive? You can have anybody alive to stay in your house with you throughout the duration of lockdown. One person. One person, yeah. So you've got to think about they're going to be with you a long time. It could be celebrity-esque, but also they've got to live with you. You know, you've got to, you're going to become familiar with this person. Yeah. I mean, like, I love sports. So the the instinctive thing is to say someone from the world of, of sport. But the thing is, when you hear them interviewed, they are normally boring, aren't they? So you think you might run out of um, interest even if you've got somebody... Re- so I know you like Rugby Union. I was thinking maybe you'll say Sorry. Johnny Wilkinson. Or I know, Johnny, but have you heard Johnny interviewed? Yeah, absolutely. He is boring. I mean, <laughs> yeah, like I say, no less boring than me, but... Um, so go on then. Who, who are you going to... isn't he? Um, who, so someone, someone... I mean, I don't know. Who would let you let into your bubble? A full-time nanny. So... <laughs> That's a great answer. So Mrs. Think, Doubtfire. Mrs. Doubtfire. Oh, that's a brilliant. Yeah, Mrs. Doubtfire is a because you've got comedy, you, and mm-hmm. she's she he has also got um, a function. Yeah, although yeah. living the life of a lie, but we can overlook that if it takes living away. The life of a lie. But you could help help him through it, you know. And yeah, oh, lots of fun. That's a very spiritual answer, Ian. I think I was expecting spiritual answers for some of the other questions, and then you came about it completely the other way. You want to redeem Mrs. Doubtfire? That's a great. That's a great answer. <laughs> no one's and, beyond it. Well, no one's beyond it. Even 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 fictional characters, maybe. All right, a yeah. couple more questions. You can have a Zoom call mm-hmm. um, with three Bible characters. Um, who would you have, and what would you call the chat? Now, this is a question, isn't it? This is a good question. The, the temptation is, of course, you, you, you'd go with the Lord Jesus Christ, wouldn't you? I mean, you can't conceive of not having him there. The the most, per, the, the perfect, not the most, but the perfect human being who um, always says the right thing, who always, you know, the, the funniest, the 
gentlest, these most reassuring, um, the most comforting, you know, you would come off the zoom call and you yeah. just feel elated, you know? So you, I know the trendy thing would be to say, Oh, let's you know, go off somewhere else. But why would you not want to have the perfect human being and God with you? So you've got three people. So that could be, and I was just thinking there, nobody has yet said God, the father, God, the son, and God, the Holy spirit. You've got three, I guess they're characters in a sense, but you've got Jesus. Is there two other people that you would add so, to that? So pick from, isn't there? Um, I mean, my Bible reading at the minute just started in the book of Job. I mean, Job, you know, the Job, the guy who um, he's, he's unaware that in the heavenlies, there is a discussion between, God and the devil about why Job lives for God. And the devil's convinced that it's only for what he gets out of God. Because Job is a well, pretty wealthy man. Hmm. And God, God says, okay, well, Job, you, you can um, you can take away his, um, his belongings, his family. Um, eventually, you can even sort of like physically harm him um, and, uh, and see what happens. Because God, God knows that Job um, loves God for him, for who, who God is. And um, anyway, so you, you, it's just a, a wonderful book and uh, grappling with the issue of I- intense suffering, which comes to everyone eventually, doesn't it? Um, us younger yeah, ones may or may not have suffered a great deal, but eventually it will come if it hasn't already. And so it's just the thing. And I mean, the, 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 the somewhat frustrating thing is that, you know, in our age today, people look at Christianity and they, I mean, the f- first thing people want to say is, and you can understand this, they want to say, Oh, uh, you know, I can't believe what you believe because of suffering, look at all the suffering in the world. And yes, okay. There's like lots, lots of, there's a lot of suffering in the world, but it, the frustration, the frustrating thing is that the, the, the whole Bible grapples with the question of suffering it, it, it provides, it does a much better job at answering the problem of suffering than a secular atheistic worldview does. Yeah. That's the thing, isn't it? That that worldview has to answer suffering as well. What's its answer for suffering? Oh, well, we're just, a, we're just a giant accident. The whole thing's, you know, we've no idea. It, you know, it's just, just a cosmic accident. Well, that's not a terrific answer, is it? When I'm in the middle of, you know, when I, when, when, when my, when my child dies or something, you know, like something horrific like that. So, with that in mind, it's a long answer, but I probably put in Job. He is um, a heavyweight character in my mind. Yeah, it's, it's a great shout, and it's it's that that's one of the books that causes me to scratch my head as much as any other book of the Bible. I look at it and I I'm sort of wrestling with the way that it's written, how when it was written, all those kind of things. And I would have a lot to ask Job. They think it's possibly the earliest, one of the earliest, but if not the earliest book to be written, don't they? Yeah, and. A book on suffering is the first book that gets written. I mean, the Bible deals with suffering. Christianity deals with suffering. You just got to look at the answers. Um, so, yeah, I'd go with Job, uh, I think. One possibly. more. One more. I mean, you'd want to, and this isn't just in sort of gender e- equality interest, but you want to balance it out with, with a woman. Um, oh, there's any number of fantastic women in the Bible. I couldn't pick just just three. At the minute, I've, I've just finished reading the book of Esther. And... Um, so the Jews are living in exile and she's very beautiful when she gets picked by the, the pagan king to be, um, she's a Jew and she gets picked to be, um, 
the king's wife. Um, but then the persecution of the Jews breaks out, sort of spearheaded by the king and his assistant Haman and uh, Esther's cousin Mordecai. He goes to his uh, to his cousin to Esther and says, "Listen, God's put you in this place at this time for this very purpose to rescue the Jews. Go and speak to the king and get him to change his mind." And uh, and and uh, and the one I mean, it's full of great lines in the Book of Esther. But one of her one of her lines was, "I'll do it." And we shouldn't do it straight away. She sort of hesitates a bit. That's human. And then she says, I'm going to do it. I'm going to go and speak to the king. And the king could be really angry. He could kill her. And she says, if I perish, I perish. And that confidence in God. I think that's that confidence good. in God. But the whole way that God works, I think, as well, in that story, you're like... Oh, the story's fantastic, yeah. Just, incredible story, yeah. And his protection God. for his people. But in terms of people, Esther, yeah. Sorry, go on, Ash. What, what were you going to say? No, that's it. That's it. I think that is a lovely balanced... You need to give it a name, though, now. You need to give this... You need to... Yeah, I don't know. I can't... What, how do you name that? How do you give that Jesus Christ, Job, and Esther. and Esther? I mean, what do you... I think it would have to reference you being lucky to be in that Zoom chat. That would It would have to be oh, yeah. of that of that ilk. Is there anything you've learned, Ian, in, in lockdown? <laughs> is there anything that you'd look at and go, right, if I go back to this time last year, hmm. what, you know, what have I learned now that I didn't know before? Is there something that I appreciate? Is there something that in lockdown I've gone, right, I'm not going to do that again because life's like this? Where's hmm. the, has there been any, have you got any pearls of wisdom? Have I got any pearls of wisdom? Um, uh, uh well i mean well, a, yes so that's a that thinking is, noise that, by that is a thinking noise yeah. and that that is the, the, yeah this is uh this ought to be good um i'm not sure i've got very good answers answers um i think there's some things that are probably going to stick around aren't there from um in society and uh it's, it's thinking about my role pastoring a church i think you know zoom is probably here to stay to some greater or lesser degree um we'll be glad to be able to see almost see the back of it but there's some some things it's been really handy for so sort of bringing people together so you've learned the benefit of tech yeah i think yeah i think there's a place for that oh, the, and the gospel benefit of tech the gospel benefit of tech the gospel benefit of social media i think that's something we just we have not begun to tap it i mean it's an absolute revolution isn't it and i, I just yeah i always wonder how so i'm not very active on social i i soak a lot of it up and i pass comment and I engage like that, but I don't share a lot on social media. But I'm always thinking, what should the what should the social media what sh what should a pastor have on his social media? Should it be all about church, or do I need? Because I'm sometimes I think I need to. I look back through my feed and I think, do I need to wear this up and have people see that I, you know, there's other there's there's other things going on. What is that? What is a health? What should a healthy social media feed? Well, I mean that's true, isn't it? Like? One one of the problems you face as Christians is I think people who are not Christians are, can sometimes think that we are. Um, just, just don't seem to be normal people. Yeah. Um, and, you know, I like to think I'm a normal, a normal bloke really, but. Because um, yeah. I want to present somebody that's, you know, that is all about God, but at the same time, I don't want to, I don't want to present somebody who nobody can have any, who you just can't associate with. I want them mm -hmm. to see me as somebody who's saved by God, not somebody who is in this lofty position you know i, I think it's got yeah. to be i think it's i think i think it's helpful to be real and sometimes when i look at the stuff i've shared i think oh it's a church thing that's a church thing that's a church thing i'm going to tell people that i had a fried egg for lunch or something <laughs> yeah. like that i don't know well, I, just, I, I, I think that's worth thinking about isn't it what i like ash what you're saying is um 
you're 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 just being weird about the fact that um you're aware to the uh, alert to the fact that you are presenting something you know that is it isn't it on social media we are presenting a version of ourselves a, a sort of a curated version of I mean everyone knows this now don't they so I'm not saying anything new there but um got be alert to it and and uh, yeah utilize it I suppose but 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 be on it be yeah but be real be we want to be authentic don't we we're called to be people of integrity so that you know what what um what is seen on my I wonder how media. brave I wonder how brave we should be. Sometimes I see people post and I think they, you know, you can obviously do the I mean I would try and go for a half decent shot of me. I don't you know you'd mm. go for that. But I think sometimes people post really honest, um, humbling, um, you know, difficult stuff. And I think actually that's that can be yeah. massively helpful for people. No, I think I, I wonder if, if we should do that kind of thing more. We could help people out. I don't know. Anyway, how's your faith borne out in in lockdown? How are you getting through this? Does it does it play a part in in the daily struggle of life in the house? Well, the good question, but I just feel I haven't really really passed on wisdom that I've learned from just one more one more thing. I mean, I, yeah, go. We, we just, fine. I mean, the thing I've really learned is I think that one big family shop a week is is the way forward, rather than sort of sort of running from Aldi to Asda all over the place. Waste of time. Back just to go what you know, one one big shop. Save one so much shop. time. Yeah, one big shop. What do what do you normally do? What what Well I think we just fell into the thing of kind of just doing a little bit here, a little bit there. All the you know, they, they got some good they got some good frozen pizzas at Aldi, you know, or we like the um the the donuts are better at Morrison's. And you spend ages driving around yeah, can't do that. One one big shop, but also not. Um, you know what? There they you did? go, people listening. One big shop. You may, you you've been wasting your life, nick nick into Aldi to go to the bakery section. That's my weakness. Just one big shop. In Aldi. I thought it was little. In the Aldi. Oh, it's little rather. Sorry, little. Mm. The Good I mean point. the the other the other um thing is I mean you know when they they that you you couldn't get hold of for love nor money a a home delivery. Or if you did, you felt very bad if you were able-bodied and you had no, there was no. Um, well, so we said, okay, we'll just go. We'll start going to Morrison's and do, doing it, doing an in-person shop, and the, just the simple pleasure of being able to go out of the house and do a shop. Um, yeah, sacking off the uh, the online delivery. There we go. Right, the simple, <laughs> the simple pleasure. I, yeah, I like that. But I, I would say I know how wise you are. I know you're a wise owl and I would pick your brains for all sorts of pastoral issues. Uh, I didn't expect that you'd say, do you know what? Here's what I want to share after 12, after 12 months. <laughs> this is where we've got to, Ash. In 12 life. months. What I've really gleaned over that time is that one big shop is the way to go. But there there you are. Maybe How's, I can redeem myself with the last question. Go on. What was it? I don't know. You've. It's, this is, should be honest. It's helpful to be honest. Mm. How has your faith... Um, or has it played a part, or has it has it suffered? I don't want to, I don't want to uh, be overly prescriptive with the way I ask that question. I think I think what's happened in lockdown for lots of us is we've figured out, you know, if we've got faith and what it what it looks like. How's how's yours going? Yeah, yeah, uh, um, growing. I would I would I would say growing. I think the Lord's doing a great a great thing in lots of ways through this, as tragic and devastating as it is at the same time and that's often the uh the way that, that that god works in our broken messy world and he 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 is able to work through the complicated messy things to bring about good um 
I mean, how has how has my faith played a part? Um, I mean, it, it's not only played a part. It is people conceive of faith, don't they, as this kind of um, this extra bit to you, um, yeah, and you know, sort of something that's sort of tacked on, or um, you, you're into this, that, and the other. This is who you are. Oh, and and you have faith, but actually, for the Christian, it it shapes your entire view of view of the world doesn't it so like yesterday i was listening to five something on five live and a, a woman who leads an icu um at a hospital obviously um was being interviewed and she was in tears it's the stress that she's under the poor woman and then the the interviewer uh, on five live said um, what gives you hope what gives you hope hmm. and she didn't answer that question. She sort of stammered about a bit for a bit of an answer, but she didn't answer the, what gives you hope? She just said through tears, really, how important it is to have hope. Yeah. But um, she didn't answer what gives her hope. And that's just a, 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 a thing our society can't answer fundamentally, is it? That it has, it, it, we, are, we live in a, a hopeless society that it... The idea, the idea that there's something big going on, bigger than what we can sort of see immediately, um, that there is a God who is working his purposes out, his grand purposes out, and we are participating in those. That's that's kind of, that's completely gone. Um, and so the whole thing is hopeless. And so, the, I mean, the question, like, what, why why are people bothering expending themselves on ICUs? and you know they they do because they they're made in God's image and there's something in them that wants to do it's right to 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 care for people like this and to try and save life but we have no reason for doing that in our society so as a christian i come to the, to, to to face something like this and i think i have an explanation for why things are as they are um and that's your point of hope in that i guess that's what that's am i right in thinking that's how you get that's how you wake up the next day and go, right? So I'm locked in, but this is still a big plan. This is still something, and God's still working something for good. And somewhere in the mechanics of that is me, Ian Goodson, needing to be faithful today. That is it, that kind of thing? Yeah. I mean, <clears throat> so I was reading Romans. I mean, in my Bible reading yesterday was in Romans 8, classic passage. And in that chapter, Paul is, the Apostle Paul is talking about... Um, the the well, one of the things he's talking about is the great hope that Christians have. Um, well, the whole creation has um, when um, when God puts everything right again, and we can be convinced about it because He's raised Jesus Christ from the dead. There is m intrinsic meaning in this universe. Everything happens genuinely for a reason. Genuinely, that's not just fingers crossed type touch wood superstition thing but there is a god who is working his purposes out and ultimately he will renew this creation paul is saying in romans 8 and and liberate it and liberate us from from the decay from the pain from sin from our rebellion against god so there is that true and real great hope which infuses and affects everything you face in life everything you face um i was trying to think about this one before um, we got on how my, how my faith has played a, played a part uh, you know, or shaped my, my response. I mean, it strikes me that a lot of people seem to have, you know, what what how does our society answer you know deal deal with it? It's kind of yeah, 
just 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 lock lock your lock down and just head down and just try and get through it. Um whereas the Christian says, No, God knows what he's doing. He's he's he has arranged this time and he wants me to be faithful in it and fruitful. So um there's there is work to be done. There are opportunities to do good. You have hope. That's Ian, that's a really good climactic place to end. It gives people something to think about. I love that um as Christians it help it helps us to think through um the fact that there we do have hope. Maybe like if you listen to this and you're a real cynic about Christian faith, you could get in touch with Ian at his church or you could uh, get in touch with me, Christchurch. That would, that would be grand. Um, you know, think about it. Where Where is the hope? And thank you, Ian, for um, just sharing what brings you comfort at this time. You've been listening to Christchurch Escapes Locked In With podcast. I hope it's been helpful. Uh, see you later.